Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay Pinchuk, host and founder of Dear Found Her. And before we get into today's episode, I have some exciting news. You've asked and I'm answering. We're taking Dear Found Her live for some much anticipated networking events starting this fall. We'll be kicking things off where I live in Chicagoland with the goal to add more cities to our lineup in 2024. Our events will be free. You just have to be a female founder, but you'll have to RSVP. So make sure you get on our list so that you are the first to know when registration goes live. Space is limited. The link's in the show notes. I can't wait to meet you. Dear Founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Back to another episode of Dear Founder. Earlier this week, I dropped a really special episode coming off of my daughter's bat mitzvah weekend with the female founder who runs the entertainment company who captained our event this past weekend and made it a truly, truly memorable weekend. Ariana Rosen, or Ari as we call her, is a force, and I hope that you'll take a minute to listen to her incredible story of creating an amazing service-based company that is seriously taking Chicago by storm. So that was dropped on Tuesday. As I've shared, I am having a hard time dropping regular content right now. And if you follow me on Instagram, you that probably comes as no surprise. But as many of you are asking with for help with your marketing and your content and your social media right now, I have been really making a concerted effort to drop an episode each week since October 7th that hopefully is filled with information and education and content that you can use and apply to your day-to-day business practices. So the last few weeks, I've dropped episodes on navigating social media during times of crisis, the importance of your messaging, um, how to connect with your community. So just really important, important topics to consider for your business right now. And truthfully, this episode today was supposed to be about how to build a gift guide. But honestly, I just, that wasn't content that I, I I just didn't think I could show up and share that content today. And I didn't feel right about sharing it today. And truthfully, as much as I have my own gift guide planned for Dear Founder, I don't even know if that's going to come to fruition this year. So, So what I am going to share with you today are two really easy ways that you can leverage partnerships and partner with others right now, even with the current climate around us. And then I'm going to tell you exactly how you can do it. And I will tell you that when I think about my clients right now, they are all utilizing at least one of these strategies. So 
They're not obsolete. I know it's kind of a tough market, or um, not market, a tough climate right now. It's not business as usual, even though some people are acting like it is. And it is really important that you're sensitive to what you're putting out into the world. So before we get into today's episode, that was a long intro. I am your host, Lindsay Pinchuk. I, of course, want to say hi. And for those of you who are new around here, and there are a lot of you, I've been building brands for nearly 25 years. I started my own company back in 2010 with just a $500 investment, and I grew that business to reach 3 million users per month across multiple platforms and generate seven figures in revenue for six years straight. I didn't have a marketing budget, and I started my community from scratch. I built my company through practical, cost-effective organic marketing strategies, and this was all before I led its acquisition to a large agency holding company in 2019. Two years later, I exited my company with one goal, to support other female founders and businesswomen through their own entrepreneurship journeys. Today, I use my experience and my proven strategies to make marketing simple for you and your brand. Honestly, that's it. My mission is very straightforward. So if you like what you hear on today's episode, please make sure that you subscribe to Dear Founder so you never miss another one. All you have to do is click the plus sign in the top right-hand corner of my podcast page on Apple Podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, you can scroll down and drop a five-star rating or review. All you have to do is visit www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash Dear Founder. It will take two seconds and it's really easy and I'm linking that link in the show notes. All right, so for today's episode, before I get into these two tactics and the instructions on how to execute them, I want to give you guys a little bit of background. So I built my first company upon the foundation of partnerships and I'm building my second company upon the foundation of partnerships. And I work a partnership strategy into each and every one of my marketing plans that I build for or with my clients. So partnering effectively is imperative to growing your brand, especially if you have a limited or $0 budget, which is what I had when I first started my first company. So let's take a second. I want to talk to you about how I've used partnerships, and I apologize if this is repetitive for any of you, but I encourage you to listen anyways because you might hear the content differently, and it might just spark something creative for you. You never know. I promise it's only going to be like three minutes, not even. So a little bit of background on how I started my first company, Bump Club and Beyond, with partnerships. So the my company, Bump Club and Beyond, started with events, and those events were in conjunction with other partners. So my very first event was a workout with The Daily Method, which later became Salt Fitness, and my second event was a shopping event with Prager's Maternity, which was a... Um, a maternity store that that was there. And so as I started this company and I started hosting events, I never had an event like on my own. I was always partnering with people so much so that the the Bloomingdale's on North Michigan Avenue in Chicago, the bra department, the manager contacted me. She had heard about me or picked up a card from Prager's, which was in the same mall, and asked me if I would host an event in Bloomingdale's. So there were everything that I hosted was in conjunction with a partner. And from there, what happened was we started hosting talks and we started bringing in expert speakers. So when we brought in expert speakers, those expert speakers were also partners on events and they also shared about the events. We also did giveaways with many brands in the space in terms of like raffle prizes and all of those brands shared about the events 
on their, there wasn't really social media at the time, but they shared it with their email. They shared it with on their website, et cetera, anywhere that they were able to share it. Keep in mind, this was 2010. Um, we also had products in gift bags and those brands that were in the gift bags, same thing. There was no cost for those brands to participate at first, but instead we asked that they promoted our events to their community that was in Chicago. And as time went on, what ended up happening were was those brands started to pay or they started asking to pay. So basically they were saying, okay, well, we love doing a giveaway or we love being in a gift bag, but what can we do that's more? You have an incredibly engaged audience and an incredibly engaged community. So then we were able to start creating like programs that yes, they were partnering with us on and they were proud to be a part of and they would share about, but they ended up paying us. So it was a really unique situation, but it was a very, it was, it was a natural situation, right? It was very organic that they started doing this. And from the start, it was all about sharing the brands and the partners with my community and then them sharing about Bump Club. So other things we did at Bump Club in order to borrow communities, and that's kind of what I, that's what I like to say when it comes to talking about partnerships, is we did blog posts with product roundups. So we would do like top 10 sleep items, top 10 breastfeeding items, and we would round up all the products and they would be on our blog. And later on, when social media became a thing, we would share them on social media and tag them. And it was press. And because we were such a trusted resource, the other the brands would share that they were listed. And they wanted to share that they were listed because they wanted their competitors to know that Bump Club was talking about them. So when they would share, ultimately that got more eyeballs on us. We also did profiles of moms within our community. And again, they would share with their friends. We did interviews with celebrity moms and influencers, both on the website and social media. We shared things on social media from other accounts in the space that we loved. And oftentimes being good social citizens, they would say, thank you. We also, I started landing regular TV segments as an expert in the parenting space and we would feature brands and the brands always shared, even when they were paying me. And there were times that they were paying me to be in my TV segments, but they were so excited to be on TV that they would share the segment, thus drawing more eyeballs back to Bump Club. Um, we did a ton of editorial and um, other content featuring the brands. We did a lot of co-branded giveaways. We did a lot of social media swaps where we would do... Um, you know, we would go, like I would go into Britax's stories for the day and maybe their CPST would come into ours, just an example. And we did email swaps. So those are a lot of the ideas that we put into place. And the other thing that I want to say is despite how big we got and how many really amazing brands we worked with, like we were working with Nord Nordstrom and Target and The Honest Company and, and whatnot, partnerships always played a role in our marketing because we didn't have a specific marketing budget. And so even up until the day I left, we were executing partnerships with anyone that, that made sense because that was how we kept growing our community. And so if you look at what I'm doing today, you can see all of the amazing ways that I'm continuing to partner with others and how I learned from what I did the first time, right? So what I learned was that borrowing people's audiences is the best way to grow your brand. And so when you think about how I do that here and how I partner at Dear Found Her and at Lindsay Pinchuk, you have my podcast. In normal times, I have one 
episode a week that is an interview with a huge founder. Well, guess what? They always share that interview. I can count on three fingers the people who have not shared this their episodes with me. So, you know, we've done 180 episodes. So every time I post about the episodes, every time I share about them, I tag them and they share them. So I'm getting more eyeballs on this podcast. Um, I have partnered by going on other people's podcasts and talking about my business and this podcast. We share founder stories on our social media. You can go onto our website at dearfounder.com and submit your story through a form, and then we will share it on social media. And that is a great way to, quote, partner, because when we share you, you usually will share us. Many of the brand, many of the founders that we've shared have turned around and shared us in return. Um, I continue to do TV segments as well. Um, and then, of course, I do normally do gift guides. Like I said at the top of this episode, I don't know what that's going to look like this year. But, um, you know, we we talk about working with multiple brands. Gift guides are a really great way to work with other brands in order to drive eyeballs to your company. But it's really important to get into the habit of thinking about how you can work with other people, brands, companies, and how you can take your content off social media and think about connecting with people in every way possible. So partnership marketing leverages the strengths and resources of multiple organizations to achieve mutual marketing objectives. When you collaborate strategically, you can reach new communities, you build trust, you reduce costs, and you create innovative marketing campaigns that ultimately drive growth and success. So three things that I want you to think about and to do before you get into executing any partnerships. So number one, I want you to create an avatar for your target customer. Number two, I want you to decide, make a list of who you're going to reach out to, to ask to partner with you for partnership opportunities. And number three, I want you to choose one to two partnership executions to start and build ongoing programs around. When you have an ongoing program, and I'm going to give you an example in a minute, when you have an ongoing program, it makes it a lot easier to reach out and to keep that program going. And then what ends up happening is people end up coming to you to ask you to be a part of that program. For example, I have a client every single Friday, we feature another female founded product or brand that is within their space. So they share the same target consumer and we do a giveaway. It's a co-branded giveaway. It's a collaborative post on Instagram and it's driven a lot of new followers. It's driven a lot of new business. And now there are brands who are asking to be a part of that. So before you reach out to partner, like I said, it's really important that you take a beat and you get your ducks in a row so that when you do reach out, people on the receiving end are more likely to say yes to working with you. So when you think about these three things that I just said to you that I want you to do, I want you to write down who your target customer is, like really write it down, all the demographics and psychographics. I want you to make a list of who else reaches this target customer, both categorically and specific people, brands, and companies. And then I want you to make a list of who is low-hanging fruit. Who do you know that reside within those categories or among those people, brands, and companies. And then I want you to decide what type of entities you want to partner with and who you will target for your outreach. So I want you to think outside the box. I want you to, like I said, make a list. Who is already talking to the people you want to talk to? Look at your competitors. Who are they working with? 
and then look at their competitors. You want to look at all of these things, make a list and write it down. Because what happens is over time, it will become easier to leverage your first partnerships into additional partnerships. And it also becomes easier to build long lasting relationships with partners, the more and more you work with them. So we're going to talk specifically today about two easy ways to partner with other entities right now in order to make an impact. Okay. So the first is through collaborative content. Okay. And I'm going to get into exactly what this is in a second, but there is a very big opportunity right now, more than ever, for creators and entities to collaborate with each other, especially if you're looking to educate other people, if you're looking to just make other people feel good right now, if you're looking to bring happiness to other people. I've asked multiple people and brands to collaborate on posts with me in the last three to four weeks so that we can get whatever message it is out to as many people as possible. So what does that mean? So when you collaborate on Instagram, there is finally a official tool that you can use to make collaborations official. So in the past, when you would collaborate or partner on Instagram, that basically meant you would just simply partner with another account for something like a live or a giveaway or a takeover. But now Instagram has a collaboration tool so you can actually make the collaboration official. And when you collaborate with another Instagram handle on a post, you're inviting them to join you and your content will end up showing up in both of your feeds. So whether it's a reel, a post, a carousel, whatever it is, it gets shared with both of your communities. You can add up to three collaborators, which is definitely an upgrade. When this first launched, it was just one. Um, but it's a really, really great opportunity to borrow each other's communities. So I want to give an example. Just yesterday, an old camp friend of mine who actually took two of my classes, maybe even three, I saw in her story, she posted a, a really amazing explanation about how, really, just about how, pe how people can be misinformed right now. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And I said to her, I want you to make this into a carousel. And I had her screenshot each screen that she typed out. And I said, make this into a, a carousel and post it on your feed and add me as a collaborator. I don't want to share it in my stories. I want it to be on my feed so that everyone sees it. So I actually looked at the insights to this carousel before I hopped on to podcast right now. And when I looked at who it reached, it, it was reaching more of my non-followers than followers, which means that the post was going pretty far. And that's what we wanted. So it was just a really great opportunity to collaborate on something effective. It got a lot of response and a lot of comments. And so I just, I share that with you because I think that collaborations on content can look so many different ways. So a few ideas for things that work really well for collaboration posts are if you're podcasting or if you're interviewing with someone um, like on, in the press or whatnot, do do something collaborative on Instagram as well. So you can, at, you know, you can invite them to um, to collaborate on the post that you share to promote the podcast or to sh uh, the post that, you know, you share to promote the interview, whatever it might be. You can do co-branded giveaways. Like I said, I have this client who every Friday does a co-branded giveaway and the post is a collaborative post. 
So it shows up in both feeds. You can create how-to or educational content with another account and you can share it as a collaboration. You can do behind the scenes, like if you're going into a client and you want to show how things work, you can do a collaboration post together. You can do an introduction of each other's brands, just a very simple introduction. You can promote events through collaboration posts. So how do you do it? Okay. So when you go onto Instagram, you're going to click the plus sign and you're going to create a new post or a reel. And then once you've uploaded the content, you can click on tag people. And then you're going to click, there's a bar at the top. It says um, it's under, it's under the asset or under the video or image, but above the tags. And it says invite collaborator. So you would click that, search for the account and click on their profile. And then when you go to share the post or the reel, it will send them an invitation. And once they accept it, it will show up in both of your feeds. So this is another opportunity that, that this is a partnership opportunity that honestly works best if you already know the person or you're partnering with them on something else or you've been working with them because creating content together is a bigger investment as you know, you're, you're not just utilizing each other's real estate on social media, but you are in fact, you know, using each other's trust and authority. So, you know, take a look at who within your space would be good to collaborate with, who with, within your immediate space that you know. So a few best practices, you want to decide on the type of collaboration with the partnering, partnering account. You want to decide who is doing the hosting and who's doing the inviting. You want to select a date. You want to make sure everyone's on the same page. So that might mean writing out the content and sharing the assets like like I have with my, with my one client. We share the assets and the caption with the collaborate, collaborating partner each and every week, and we get their approval on it. Um, you want to make sure everyone's on the same page. Like I said, you want to make sure that when you're collaborating on a post that you know what time the invite, the inviter is going to invite the invitee, invitee. And you want to make sure that you accept the invite for collaboration in a timely manner. You also want to make sure that once the post goes live, both accounts engage with the collaborative content. And then a pro tip on this is a, a great time to collaborate on content is after, like I said, after a podcast interview airs or after an interview or a publicity feature, it's a great next step to continue the conversation. And this is a great way to end a conversation with someone. So ask them if they want to collaborate and then follow up via email. Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. Do you like what you're hearing in today's episode? If you do, there is so much more where this comes from including the exact files that I use to reach out to potential partners to execute each of these ideas that I'm sharing today. So many of you have been asking for instructions to execute the many partnerships I talk about all the time on my social media, on my website, and right here on Dear Founder. So I put them all together for you in an easy-to-follow and easy-to-use ebook, The Partnership Blueprint for Small Business, a Step-by-Step Guide to Reaching Thousands of New Customers. Within this 40-plus page book, you'll find eight strategies for partnership and their execution tactics. Strategies include creating collaborative content, hosting an Instagram Live, Instagram takeovers, creating a user-generated content program, hosting a virtual talk or a webinar or a workshop, conducting an email swap, creating a giveaway, both with two brands and with multiple brands, and then included with each 
activation is a description of the opportunity and what you need for actual success, step-by-step instructions for how to execute it, all of the templates and the swipe files so that you can outreach to partners effectively, both in email and DM, as well as best practices. This ebook is for you if you're looking to build meaningful ongoing relationships with partners within your niche, find new customers, increase your brand awareness amongst the right customers, and to grow the community surrounding your brand. I gave the book a test run and some of, among some of my past students. Not only was the feedback amazing, but one of my past students, Eliander, founder of Chicago North Shore Mom, said, I love the templates and I really love the idea of an email swap. I hadn't thought of that before. The link to grab a copy is in the show notes. Not only will you get the instructions and the templates associated with today's two ideas, but you'll also find six more that you can start using right now. Any questions, feel free to drop me a line at lindsay at lindsay pinchuk at lindsay at lindsaypinchuk.com or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram at lindsaypinchuk. And now back to the show. So the second tactic that we're going to talk about today is an email swap. And I wanted to do something that was not on social media. So of course, the first one that we talked about um, was collaborative content, and that is a social media activation. But I wanted to do something that was off social media as well. So we're going to talk about an email swap. This is also something that I have been doing for nearly 15 years now, very successfully and effectively. I currently have three clients executing this partnership strategy And it's really a good one for right now, especially leading up to the holidays. So your email is the number one way that you're going to push your content out into the world and into the hands of the people who are your best customers. It's a direct line to your customers' inboxes. And I want you to keep in mind that your customers have already opted in to receive emails from you. When I started my first company... Everything I did was to capture someone's email address. And I thought about it too, like all the time. A couple of great ways that I captured email addresses were through giveaways and sweepstakes, live events with their registrations, through free checklists or resources, lead magnets that you can create and offer in exchange for an email. One of our checklists, it was like a hospital packing checklist. It was probably downloaded 25,000 times. We got 25,000 emails from this checklist. So I thought a lot about every action that I took and how I could get someone's email address. And ultimately, that became a really valuable asset for me because when I sold my business, I had over 150,000 emails that I sold along with it. So as you think about how you can get more email addresses, an email swap is an amazing opportunity. When you do an email swap, you and the partnership, the partner entity, each introduces each other to your own communities. When you include an incentive like to purchase or a discount or what something that will incentivize them to transact, you can directly track how many new customers you get from the warm introduction of your partner. So this can be done with a current or a new partner, but the key is to make sure that Each of you are reaching the same customer, like type of customer, so that their email list is interested in what you're offering and vice versa. I currently have a client who reaches moms with girls, let's call it ages 5 to 11, and they are executing a partnership 
a giveaway, a collaborative giveaway and this week, and then they are following up with an email swap next week. And within each of their emails, they are each introducing the other to their community, and they are saying, for new customers, use this unique code and you get this special discount. It's a really great opportunity to add new customers to your email list because they're the right customer, it's the right target audience, and they're look they the people in your email list look to you and they trust you. So if you're saying, hey, look at this amazing brand that we love, likely they're going to look at it too. So how do you do it? You pick a date or a week that you can each drop the emails to your communities. You create an incentive that each of you will include when you introduce one another to your respective communities. You provide imagery and artwork to one another, but you want to make sure that your team creates the email and your voice and your aesthetic because it comes from you. So don't just create an email and expect them to drop it in and send it out. You really want this to be a nice, warm introduction. If you don't offer a discount or incentive to purchase, an email swap can also be used to support a giveaway. So the first step would be to reach out to a brand or an organization or an entity that you're interested in partnering with. You want to get on a, your, the second step is you want to get on a call to flush out the details. So those details including include what's the prize or the incentive, what's the timing, will this be an email only or will you share it on social media, what's the best messaging, what are the assets. So a best practice is to create a joint asset if there's a giveaway but for the emails, like I said, it should be your brand introducing the other brand to their database and vice versa. It's much better if it comes from you versus, like I said, dropping in someone else's image. You can use their pictures, but you want to create it in your tone, in your aesthetic. If there is a giveaway, you want to um, decide who's going to own the entry form, and I would always suggest owning it versus letting someone else own it. And you want to let them know how you're going to be, let your partner know how you're going to be setting up any type of giveaway entry. So um, that's kind of a separate entity. But the third, the third step is to actually run the program. So once you run the program, you can each run the email swap and see how it goes. You can reconvene and you can decide if you want to leave it at that or if you want to do something following up. So a great thing about email marketing is you can see who opened your email and who didn't. So maybe you reconvene and resend out the email to anyone who didn't open it with a better subject line or a better hook. So there are ways that you can continue that partnership. And if it works, and if it's successful for both of you, then you might want to sit down and think of other ways that you can partner together and you can leverage each other's communities. So I hope that this episode helps you think about the ways that you can grow your community and your customer base without a million followers, without a million dollars, without an algorithm, or without hashtags. What you've heard me explain today is truly marketing made simple. These are the tactics that I've used for the last 15 years. They do not go out of style. Yes, social media and digital marketing is important but equally so are these very simple organic marketing strategies. Over time, it becomes easier to leverage your first partnerships into additional partnerships, and it also becomes easier to build your relationships with partners the more and more you work with them. When I look back on my time with Bump Club and even now, many of my partners are partners that 
we didn't just do one thing together and move on. We have done many things together and we are still working together. And I actually have partners from my bump club days that I'm using and working with now as well, which is amazing. So don't forget, you can grab my ebook, The Partnership Blueprint for Small Business. It's a step-by-step guide to reaching thousands of new customers through these tactics and six others, all of the steps, all of the files for outreach and the best practices in order to do it. I've linked it in the show notes. And just a heads up, this blueprint is the first of many. So stay tuned for much more as I work to make marketing made simple for you and your brand. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I look forward to more next week. Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay. So many of you reach out and ask me how you can work with me and how I can support your business. So I figured I'd simply tell you right here. Since leaving the company I founded and sold, I've helped dozens of companies, big and small, build their organic marketing strategies through my signature method, Sweep. Sweep utilizes social media, your website, emails, events, partnerships, and publicity to generate and execute cost-effective, community-centric marketing strategies to ignite your brand. Big companies hire my do-it-for-you services where I build your strategy and work with your team to implement it or find you the right resources to do so. I also offer limited do-it-with-you services where I guide you along the process of doing it yourself. You can also bring me into your company for a keynote address or a workshop to help your team level up and ignite your brand. If you're looking for that added layer of guidance, please reach out. There's a link in my show notes. Book a call with me and let's see how we can work together. I can't wait to meet you and to learn about your business. Now back to the show.